Good morning, everybody. All 15 of you listeners. Welcome to the Amini Corp. Jankity Ass Radio Hour. Where you get to follow me on my journey edging American poverty. (laughs) Truly pursuing the American dream. Which is not, by the way, a white picket fence anymore. In America today, 2021, on this Friday morning in June, in July, the American dream is no longer a white picket fence and a two-car garage. It is literally making enough money to buy an apocalyptic compound in the wilderness and ride in and out with your best friends. Because things are looking dicey, folks. Things are looking dicey. And not only has our bureaucratic state, who was, if you could personify them, absolutely out of their mind, Not only has that bureaucratic state lost its ever-loving mind now with its newfound medical powers, it's a dicey economic situation as well. Really unprecedented, the amount of money printing via quantitative easing and bailouts and stimulus checks and Not to mention the massive military budget that just balloons every year. That's really underpinning the global economy. I mean, it's not an American problem. This is a global problem. Our economy is a global problem. Everyone's participating and borrowing and shuffling and burning money, yet We thought it'd be sustainable. So not only do we have the economic problem, we have the ecological problem where there's now fucking plastic and Roundup everywhere for the next 50 to 100 years. We will be living with highly toxic molecules in every part of our ecology. (laughs) I mean, like, the fat cells of deep ocean uh, squid, mega squid, probably have plastic compounds, plasticizers from our endless addiction to consumerism and consumer packaging, which is used to drive up perceived value and hopefully therefore profits. So not only do we have the ecological catastrophe, we have a, and perhaps uh, underpinning it all, the political tensions of the times, right? Nuclear weapons are under 100 years old. This is new terrain for the human brain, truly, and 
What's sad, if beautiful, but what's wild is how on a daily basis, everyone I meet is absolutely charming and polite. And if they're angry, it's like obviously from some mental disorder or extreme financial stress. I mean, how many people are in the streets, homeless, literally begging for money? Meanwhile, those that have jobs, you know, are really traumatized by it. I mean, nobody wants to get sucked into a crazy person's life. It's It requires tools and, and training, right? Counseling and uh, social work and that kind of stuff. But there's literally people on the streets begging for money, which is really a way of them saying begging for a job. They don't know how to participate in the economy. The economy is so obtuse, obtuse, obtuse and opaque. It's non-obvious and it's not transparent. And there's no idea what the fuck is going on. And part of it is, I would say 99% of it is too much signal. Too many people, too many, too much demand for too many different things. It's insane to connect markets, markets of producers with markets of customers. It's so challenging. And it's already a finicky thing that now in this world of endless data uh, updates, if you will, if, if the, if, think about every business, every buyer, every seller, and all the data that they're producing and consuming on a, on a day across every goddamn product in the world. I mean, I don't even know how many, and product meaning buyable good, buyable thing, something, a sellable, something that someone will sell or someone will buy, right? And someone will buy. Is it trillions? I mean, when you get down to it, it's insane. So God only knows. Effectively, you know, certainly more than a person could ever take in in one lifetime. I mean, if you got all that data loaded into your brain, it would literally, it would shoot through your brain like a magnum. I mean, the trillions and trillions of terabytes every second that must be pouring out of all walks of the economy, machinery, uh, accounting systems, software, all of the internet, all of the machines, all of the sensors, right? all of the communication, like, it's insane. And so this is a data set that's being updated in real time every moment of the day, but it's not interconnected except for individuals, people that choose to work in a sector and understand the supply and demand dynamics. And it takes years to get into a sector. Five years to get anywhere, it takes two years to do anything, you know, go from zero to one, it takes three years to get your first sea legs. And then you're in five years and you're just not a baby in that market. You're still, but you're still a teenager. After 10 years, you can be an adult in that actor in that market. But that's really what it takes because it's just so complicated. Everything is complicated. Everything is complicated all the time is what I'm realizing constantly. And far more complicated than I ever imagined at the onset, right? And that's just the structure of society because that is ultimately how complicated the human brain is and the natural world. And so the the 
combinations of things we can do is un infinite. It must be infinite, philosophically and physically. And we would round to infinity, right? And so we have this, you know, backdrop of absurd stressors, global stressors right now. On Interlaid on top of that is the economy. That's probably the most important thing that we have. And that we should cherish like goddamn grateful adults. Fuck do we take the economy for granted. Everybody, 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 myself included, we all, I do, I take the economy for granted. The amount of stuff it moves around just so I can wipe my ass and drive to work in air conditioning is insane. I mean, the amount of water that has been moved for me and metal and mining and circuitry and shipping and software and wires and coolant and process. I mean, it's fucking insane how much of the economy I'm touching right now driving in my air conditioned car, right? On my phone, it's insane. It's absolutely, it's too much. It's so complicated. And that's just one moment in a day. There's so many people doing so many other activities that are touching other parts of the of, of the economy. And so we are really moving through what you might call the economy space, the financial space of the real world, of the of our physical world. And it is held or found in between the natural world, natural space in a mathematical sense, and the human space, right? The the the, the world of ideas and feelings, which is fucking nebulous in its own right. How, you know, how a beautiful poet can touch the true essence of reality is unknown. And when, in my personal life, I've ever done it, it's just, it comes out of nowhere. Comes from nowhere. Comes from nothing. So ultimately, what I'm trying to really, I guess get to is that life is very mystical, spiritual, right? We got this spiritual side of life, which is our personal encounters, our subjective personal experiences. It's all emotion and ideas. And where do these things come from? Truly, no one knows. I have ideas about, you know, the, the getting one more step closer to where they come from, but nowhere near the source. I mean, it's beyond words. Where words come from is beyond words. No one can describe it. It's the unsaid, unknown. It's so, it's the nothing. It's the space between time. It's what exists when we don't exist or when nothing exists. What the fuck is that made of? Nothing, probably. And, you know, we're all ultimately probably just the the, the idea, the electrical impulse of, of a god, of a creator, in, in whatever the fuck that means, you know? Spinning through life, choosing our own adventures as we go. As this simulation runs out, plays out. Over trillions of years, by the way. I love a simulation. People are like, the world, nothing matters. Like, dude, if this is simulation, then the earth is going to last billions of years. Like, what? That's a dope-ass simulation. Do you have a game that can play on its own for billions of years? Because 
My kids can't play alone for 30 seconds, all right? I would make a terrible God. I would not make a good God. So we have the spiritual world and we have the financial world of stuff, of material objects and their processing and their shipments and their, right, reforming and combining and all of that stuff. But that comes down to things from the natural world. And then we do the thinking and the, the, the feeling. I know we do the thinking and the, and the manual work, right? The thinking and the making. And somewhere in there, across there is our feelings. I mean, ultimately people make decisions based on their feelings and how we feel it affects everything. We can, it's like, you can't even think when you're in a great mood, you just can't think of horrible thoughts when you're in a horrible mood. You can, you cannot just think amazing thoughts. It just affects you. And I would say we are ultimately, because life is ultimately spiritual, I would argue, we are ultimately emotional beings. And thought, I would argue, is actually secondary to our feelings. And so I would say my feelings don't care about your facts, Because facts exist here and now. Feelings exist beyond space and time. They are our connection to the unknowable. And facts are often wrong. Because we never have enough data. And we're constantly projecting as far into the future as we can. And then, you know, that's like 50 years, 100 years for like the most wise people it's really 30 days for the average for a lot of people and it's really like uh the next quarter for most people the next three months rich people think in years wealthy people think in decades the military thinks in 50 years and like savants think in 100 years i mean and that's still nothing right and they're usually wrong about most things but they're right savants but they're right about a few fundamental things which have huge impacts, right? And so we're in this shifting, evolving global economy. And we have to begin working together cooperatively, more cooperatively, and maximize human um maximize human what would you call what's the right word i i think the fundamental metric i don't know what the fundamental metric would be but we need to maximize the amount to which a person can uh create financial value taxable revenue ultimately and taxable uh revenue needs to be um, put on the blockchain and de- uh, the voting decentralized. And I, however, I do think the more taxes you pay, the more your vote counts. Sorry, not sorry. And that I think is fair or your, your, your vote is uh, balanced for how much, uh, how much you pay is a factor, right? 
something like that. One of many factors, perhaps. Anyway, so the details aside, I have ideas, but who knows? This is the way, I don't know what direction the way things should go. I, long term, I do know where they're headed short term. And it's obvious everyone that takes in as much data as they can and um, addresses their own humility or, you know, humbles, stays as humble as possible uh, or objective or whatever, at least tries to write the best conclusion. It's obvious that uh, there will be a recentering of global economic force. China will become, it seems like, a, an equal to America. They lack certain things. Here's the thing. The predictions are on China's growth are all fundamentally based on IP theft. They are stealing everyone's IP quietly and then just at the threat of death manufacturing as well as that can motivate someone. Now, they are smart in that they're paying well for their uh, their coercion, but that has to rely on freedom to survive. The CCP cannot invent they can take things, as we've seen with their TikTok algorithm licensing announcement, which is the a hallmark uh, uh, moment in Silicon Valley uh, when when China has beaten them to the first stages of an art, uh, general artificial intelligence, which is whatever TikTok is analyzing and however TikTok is analyzing all the video data, they are the only ones that have figured out how to show you exactly what you like, more of exactly what you like. And they were smart, uh, the folks at ByteDance, to dial down the, or dial up the virality of TikToks, which is it's so annoying because every social media app can do this, but they would lose financial money. And so uh, they would lose financial, uh, uh, they would lose money. We, we would think they're worried about losing money. And what I'm trying to get to is that in TikTok, uh, you can go viral much easier. And that clout that you get from going viral is the best drug in the world because it gets you all other drugs. We are such social creatures that being on uh, getting a big following on any social media, uh, certainly any major social media, like well-known social media platform, uh, gets you whatever you want in life. And I'm not kidding. What do you want? Money, spouse, partners, homes, experiences. That all comes from having eyeballs on you and monetizing your social media phone. Being an influencer is about making money and, uh, from your phone and good money from your phone, great money, while being paid to go experience cool stuff to promote it on your phone for money often, right? 
to get more followers. And so it's this whole lifestyle and it's just, and people know. So they're like, if I get social media famous, my life can change. And guess what kind of life I can live? The life of an influencer, the life of the people I'm following on social media. Because it's dope. They travel around, they go on boats, they go on planes, they go out to eat, they they go to exclusive places. Because it's not that expensive ultimately. If you can make decent money and you're single and you're young, you can travel the world like a baller for 100, 150 grand a year. That doesn't come until later in a corporate setting after typically you have settled down and had by then at least one kid. And so it's Boku bucks, right? And so cloud is super, super addicting. And not to mention building cloud is itself extremely addicting. The validation you get from 100 people liking your post. It's like, yeah, I'm the man. What I said resonated right? We're that social creatures. That's why stand-up comedy is so scary. You walk in front of 10 people, they're all looking at you to talk. You're like, fuck my life. I'm going to kill myself right now. This is horrible. This is absolutely the worst experience of my life. Bombing on stage for five minutes straight makes you want to die. Like not just die because then your bones and body would still exist. You want to not exist. (laughs) It's the worst. Crawling back into the, the depths from which you came. Ugh get into a cosmic fetal position it's that wired into us and so tiktok has figured out well if we let people go viral they get uh more people get more clout faster it ups the juice on the iv drip however then you don't need to pay them for ads because you can take an account viral organically or you can grow an account organically and promote your business And so if they were very smart, they would monetize that business listing differently. And if they literally, if any of these fucking social media companies dialed up the virality on their consumer platform or the platform that people are using for free, and then on their made their business listings a different platform, that's just like their ad placement is a different pro a different platform tied into the consumer facing one. And then just charge a flat fucking fee. They would make a bajillion dollars. And then people would still advertise to get even more, to get even bigger, right? Or if they geo-targeted their virality. You can get big locally, but not nationally. You got to pay to go big national. Something, something, something. And so this this is an idea that nobody at Bike Dance has. And I just gave it to them because I'm giving it to everybody because it's a good idea. Use it or lose it. Um, but the U.S. social media companies refuse to dial up their virality. They dial it down once everyone's on the platform, so you can't get any views unless you pay them for ads. And it, that works, but it's not, I think, the best. It's an old-school revenue model. It's an old-school revenue model. So, you know, maybe different users have different, uh, like, viral virability, shareability, what would you call it in a in a in a lattice of of, of metal atoms? You would have a, the resistance or the effort it takes for an electron effectively to jump from one atom to another atom. How much how easy or hard it is, 
is the difference between conducting material and an insulating material, right? And some materials is extremely easy, some materials is extremely hard. And you can play with that in in these social media apps. Anyway, Getter is having a problem with this. There's nothing on Getter. All I have on Getter is fucking uh, boring conservative accounts and super left commie trolls. It's like 55-year-old foreign policy Twitter or 15-year-old 4chan and furry convention. I mean, literally, there's no one between. And then a bunch of drunk uh, MAGA moms. (laughs) And, like, obviously Russian accounts and bots. It is horrible. And now the right sees how hard it is to manage a social media website. So... Let's all start working together here, folks, because we face too many problems. If we're lucky, China will become a financial equal. They cannot become a military equal. We just can't let that. The current regime would destroy America, not understanding creativity and freedom and the freedom that's required to invent new things. That is a fact. Freedom, the more free you are, the more you can invent and the more. Now, they may be like, we don't want our people too free because they'll invent a way out of this. And I think that's philosophically true. I think that has to be true. Um, and so they have enough to keep going and stay in power for the foreseeable future. Forever, perhaps, right? They don't, they're, they're. It's almost like North Korea was a test to them to see if it's nice to live in a, in a, in a country that can't invent. But it should be a, a parable because it's miserable in North Korea. Now, on the, on the other side of the statement or argument is it's miserable for the peasants of North Korea. It is probably very nice for the upper echelon, Right? So that's terrifying, and that should terrify everyone of China's military rise. Now, going back to their financial uh, footing, their financial, their profits, if they're a company, they're, all of their profits, the majority of their profits, a large portion of their GDP is based on, aka uh, value market cap, if you will, eh, aka annual revenue, if you will, is based on other people's, I mean, every fucking thing they manufacture was invented by someone else. What the fuck single thing has China invented? Honestly. In, in the past hundred years, since the Communist Party has been in charge, besides super communism, what have they fucking invented? Nothing. So they literally need freedom to usurp uh, products from. Now, that do they need that forever? I don't know. What do they think? I don't know. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on in China. Xi Jinping ain't tweeting out anything. 
Isn't that interesting? The difference between Trump tweeting and Xi tweeting? One man was transparent and someone argued to a fault. The other was opaque to the equal degree. I mean, more so than Trump was transparent. Trump would have to like tell us what he's eating at every meal to be as transparent as Xi is opaque on Twitter, right? How many more accounts are more opaque and less transparent than the head of the Chinese Communist Party on Twitter, social media? Is there any? North Korea, Russia, Iran is like more active and actually shares their opinions. They're like low on the tyrannical transparency, but they're up there, top five, top ten, certainly. Dictatorial states. A guy sharing his ideas constantly, no matter how you feel about those ideas, a person sharing their ideas constantly on social media to tens of millions of people in the globe, really, after 24 hours, uh, constantly sharing his perspective on things is... In the history of Twitter, at those numbers, is the most transparent thing that's ever fucking happened on Twitter. Forty, fifty million Twitter followers says what he believes constantly. Getting him trouble, getting him in trouble constantly. That is the most. How many times did Obama say something? that he really believed, any other, anyone else, especially in, in uh, on Twitter, especially in federal government. Good Lord, they are pulling over everybody right now. It's like the sixth. So, this is a serious threat. And if China and America can't cooperate, there will be war. There must be war, I would argue, unfortunately. And it might need to get nuclear. It might get nuclear. I don't know. I don't know how I don't know how you get into a war right now, kinetic war, and mini nukes and so on are off the table. I know Russia would defend itself. Russia might be wise to stay the fuck out of this one. It, its position would be uh, well uh, advanced if it let Russia, uh, uh, China. And, and America go to war, it would have to tell China it's going to help because they share a border. And the last thing Russia wants is to have to defend its border. But I don't think they would enthusiastically, uh, you know, like the Australians sent four guys to uh, to Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, Russia would probably do the same thing against America. Strictly defending its borders, though, with its new nuclear arsenal, this hypersonic shit, Right. And it might be a highly naval war. Um, you know, China would attack cyber kinetically, I guess. And America, I think, would retaliate with 
So confusing. Um, but at the end of the day, we're creative and they're not. So it literally doesn't matter what they do. We will we will come back eventually. No matter how bad it is, we will fuck them up. Honestly, China could nuke every major city in America and America would still come back and kick their ass. I'm not fucking kidding you. Like, the Chinese people do not understand the, uh, what is the, the Koreans have a term for, uh, Han, the Han in American blood right now. Like, this is a country of savages. They came here and they just chopped down trees by bare hand, with their bare hands, and then built homes and now cities that brought steel to the world and electronics and radio. I mean, they... Dude, even if America didn't go to the moon, they were so good at making TV and radio that everyone thinks they gone like they invented even that was a great invention. If they if if NASA faked the first uh, you know live broadcast from the moon, like that in and of itself is a fucking ingenious uh, uh political, you know, warfare. And don't get me wrong, the Chinese have taken this troll shit online to a new level. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And we have to give them props, the Chinese people, for uh, manufacturing, taking over as the world's manufacturing uh, base. But there's no doubt about it that if the Chinese empire grows through the Belt and Road Initiative, those countries will become slave encampments, forced labor camps. They will enslave everyone they can that also can do something valuable for them. So there will literally be, eventually, open mine, open top mines run by slave populations in the countries that they have footholds, strong footholds in via the, their Belt and Road Initiative. And we must counter those economies because people are, are, un, are unenthusiastically uh, taking money from China for projects for the belt, you know, for their Belt and Road uh, targets. And I, why is that? They're offering them something that no one else is offering them ultimately at the end of the day. That's why you take an offer. Usually. Even if it's not the financial thing. There's something you're getting that others aren't. And so they're going to these uh, small little countries, strategic spaces, and they're giving them, you know, I don't know, is IMF not there? Like, is the World Bank not there? Like, what are we doing, right? And so we need to get there, and we need to... Um, Help them. Give them a taste of American freedom, the American way of life that uh, they can't get from China. That's for certain. It's like... What, you know? What else can you do? And what else should we do? Why aren't we doing that? It's the right thing to do. 
And so we need to like really shift our foreign policy here to uh, the the next communist. Mean, why are we afraid of communists in America anymore? It's crazy. They are far more, I mean, they took the reins from the Russians and ran with it. And they figured out a technocracy angle to it that really, uh, I mean, they are masters of scale, which should scare us all. But they know, we know, our military can outmatch them right now. They're putting a lot of tonnage in the water, though. And so I think they expect a naval-based I wouldn't be surprised if they produce a ton, a large number. I mean, really, the air, aircraft carrier is the global standard for military um, influence, right? And and dominance. You you pull that thing up, and those fucking hornets start. Uh, I guess that'd be back in the day. Those planes start swarming. I mean, you can do fucking. You can lock down and control a vast region, and if you do it global, you know, shipping lanes and stuff, your sphere of influence is is thick with an aircraft carrier. So they're probably dumping tonnage. I mean, I've read that they're dumping a, a fucking French naval fleet. The amount of metal that the naval fleet of France has every year for the next 10 years or something like that. You know, I, I don't know. That sounds insane when I, when I say it out loud, but an extreme amount of tonnage. You know, they are producing everything for the world. We have to give them credit for that. But they are stealing every idea as well. We're producing all the good ideas. They're producing all the good stuff. And in that yin and yang, we can find a balance and a compromise that's synergistic to both sides. Because let's be real. Nobody in America wants to work in a manufacturing plant. That's just the fucking truth, all right? Nobody wants it. It's it's not good money. People would rather sit at a desk, you know, make phone calls, do Instagram, all that shit. And we're better at that anyway. Project management, innovation, ideation, legal services... Like, creativity, anything that requires creativity, we're the best at in the world, hands down. And that comes down to why? Because we're a fucking melting pot. We try to be a goddamn melting pot compared to places that are not at all ever have been, right? Because we're America, goddammit. And that is the source of our exceptionalism, is our freedom and our uh, diversity combined. Equal parts freedom, equal parts diverse. That makes the best ideas. You get a bunch, you get 10 different people in a room and you let them do anything they want and they will, in a, in a problem to solve, you know, 10 different people trying to solve the same problem together and you give them maximum freedom and maximum diversity that you reasonably can, that you can. And they will get you to the fucking moon. And even if they, for you conspiracy fucks out there, even if they didn't get you to the moon, they will figure out how to make it seem like they got to the moon and tricked the Russians. Like that was our, 
fucking nuke in that Cold War. That degraded the Russian program tremendously. Demoralized the Russians. Which was another violent communist regime trying to take over the goddamn planet. Like, hello? Don't talk to anybody that lived through any of these places. Ten times to a hundred times worse than what we experience in America. Now, America has been spending way too much money abroad, mostly via our military. Okay? We have to do more with less. And we can. We are the best at that. Uh, the, the, the country was founded on people that were scrappy and efficient and ingenious. And ambitious, really. American ambition is like the truest. I mean, that's like, I think, one of the most beautiful things about in this country. Which is why, yes, I'm on the verge of poverty and have been. I've escaped it and I'm, I skirt it every year between my gigs. Nothing ever works out the way I want it to. And uh, I, I take two biggest swings. I'm, that's my... If I don't control it, will be my downfall. But I'm on the verge of everything, working everything out, reinventing myself. My God, Jesus Christ! And uh, it's working. It's fucking working. I'm actually very excited. My career will will be better than it's ever been. My careers got a video agency that's getting crazy traction. I got um, video agency and what was the other one? Uh, Consulting. And basically, I have to turn. Yeah, well, basically, I'm uh, uh, trying to get consulting work. And then CFI. Which I'm pulling it up to now. Uh, CFI is in a great spot. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. And I am very excited to, for where it's going. However, I have to not, I mean, I don't expect to get paid from this thing for a long time. And if I do, it's going to be very expensive pay uh, salary. You know what I mean? It's like, um, it would be like VC dollars. I would much rather have a job and not need money from a pre-seed round. Because that's so much equity you got to give up. You know? That was a, that's a hard pill to swallow. You really need an income before you... If, if you're going to start something on a, a, a company. It's just the best route. It's the best route. And if you take it from VC money, that's just money you could have used to hire someone else. And you have to give equity up. So it's like, is it really going to, you know, you, you put in a year, year and a half salary. Is it really going to... be enough to not have to raise more money for more salary for yourself 
I guess it comes down to traction, but at any rate, crazy times we live in, crazy times.